Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. It's an alcoholic miracle. No, you don't understand. I feed me boy breadsticks and he farts pure moonshine. I'm Andy. Corona. It's a blast. I'm Kelly. Jeepers, Scraggy. Some incriminating evidence. I'm Velma. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Velma. Oh, poor little Mary. It's all just so sad. What I wouldn't give for a drink right now. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about fermentation. Beer. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, I have a few announcements. First, by popular demand, we've decided to start a Patreon. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Why? Because no one's offered us that what are your morals worth money yet. Also, we believe it's important to support creators who do things that you enjoy. If you like this show, feel generous, and want a little something extra from us, check it out. You can get episodes early, access to our private Discord, and shoutouts on future episodes. If Like you. You are my new favorite person. <laughs> if there are perks or stretch goals you'd like to see, send us an email or nudge us on Reddit, and we'll see what we can do. If you give us money, your opinions matter more to us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the way capitalism works, folks. Second, in honor of us starting our own Patreon, I don't know if anybody out there knows this, but I try to avoid doing topics that Caustic Soda has already researched, but I'm officially lifting that ban. So if there's any episodes that Caustic Soda covered and you'd like to see our take on it, let us know and we'll give it a shot. And in honor of us starting our own Patreon, I also try to avoid the Noid but now I'm going to let him step on my pizza whenever I order it. Welcome, Noid. (laughs) And finally, I need to give a huge shout out to our researcher, Amy. I asked if she would be able to help out with this episode, and she basically did the whole thing. Thanks so much, Amy. Easiest episode I ever did do. So why are we keeping you around? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, new host, Amy. (laughs) So ferment is an old-fashioned Latin word. As per usual, we just dropped the um from fermentum, which meant to leaven or cause to rise. Fermentum? I hardly know them. (laughs) Isn't that more bread? Is bread fermented? It is fermenting. Kind of. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh I clearly don't know what fermenting is. So in purely scientific terms, fermentation is a chemical change produced by enzymes. In biology, this means getting energy out of carbohydrates without respiration or oxygen, which is, you know, mostly you use oxygen in fueling things, but respiration has no oxygen. Hmm. Couldn't find a phobia of fermentation, which is uh, probably fine. Not too scary? Nah. (laughs) Ah! Or maybe we'll see. Busy. <laughs> so we're on to our acid pop quiz. True or false? When you work out hard and your muscles burn, it's because you are fermenting. I don't. I'm going to say false. I don't think 
So I could be very wrong. I feel like that's true. Like there's a certain acid. Well, yeah, I've always heard of like the the what the lactic acid or whatever is sort of like a anaerobic thing. Like there's not enough oxygen. I that's I don't know. It I've I've never really researched it. That's just kind of what I've heard. I don't feel fermented. Yeah, but then I don't work (laughs) out very much. Hmm. Ah, false. La. This is true. There. If your body can't get enough oxygen to your muscles, but they still need to work, your body releases enzymes to process carbohydrates without oxygen. And the byproduct of this is lactic acid, which makes your muscles feel all burning. <laughs> that means it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means it's socialist. <laughs> uh. So for the rest of our true-false, I'm just going to name a food, and you tell me if it's fermented or not. I clearly no don't know the answer to this. Kelly <laughs> is at a disadvantage. Cheese. So God, far off to a good start. A dark cake. <laughs> False. I feel like that's kind of like fermented milk. It's a mold mm. thing, though, mm. right? It's a culture, yeah. But isn't that kind of what Oh, believe me, I'm does? into the cheese culture. <laughs> I'm going to say false. But I've seen them like mix it in the big old vats. I'll say true. Adam gets it. Cheese is fermented. Some cheese, not all cheese. Sure. How about chocolate? Oh, no. No. I don't think so. False. True. Damn it. How? Explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how you get cocoa uh, fat. You dry out the cocoa beans and then you ferment them. And then the product of the fermentation is the fat from the cocoa seeds. Oh, you just you pull off chocolate from the trees and you just eat it. It's like Willy Wonka's jungle. <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup? Fuck it, true. <laughs> Apparently everything is fermented. I'm vinegar, sticking to false. Fermented, whatever. Uh, you're right. But, I mean, it doesn't have the vinegar. I'll say true. It is true. Ketchup is fermented. I'm never, I'm never letting false go. <laughs> Something's got to not be fermented. So clearly you haven't seen through my quiz yet. <laughs> How about miso, as in miso soup? That I'm is fermented. Sure that's fermented. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's true. All the things were true. <laughs> well, it's like natto. Have you ever seen natto? It looks like bean boogers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miso is so good. <laughs> Again, it has like those live cultures and stuff in it, I think. Mm, yes, yeah, miso horny. That too, yeah. <laughs> and so classy. Yeah. <laughs> We only have one fill in the blank today. When is the first record of humans making alcohol through fermentation? Oh, it's man. in China. Are you sure it's China? I feel like it's farther. Oh God! Like no, like we just watched. I just watched a trivia game where it was like, when did the first alcohol get created? And it was like, I don't know, China. So you're <laughs> taking your true facts from bar trivia. <laughs> they can't lie. <laughs> I haven't played Timeline in a while. Mm. I know it's on there. But beer is the the Egyptians. Yeah. Also, China is not a time period. <laughs> China is a time period. The year of China. Oh, is it to bed already? I got to get to bed. Egypt is also not a time period. <laughs> 2000 AD. Wait, uh, no, BC. Wow. Only 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> there, was, there was no beer before that. It was weird. <laughs> 2000 uh, BC. Is the, I mean, I don't really know where like ancient China and Egypt and stuff fall in that sort of timeline. But uh, I'll say 3000 BC. We'll just keep going back. I'll say 4000 BC. 
Well, none he, of you went back far enough. Uh, Andy I was right it. that it was in China, but it was 7,000 BCE. Wow. I feel like I'm the closest without going under. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So we're on to our terms. What is zymology? Zymology. It's the study of fermentation, obviously. <laughs> uh, it is the study of zymos, alien god. <laughs> All hail. Uh, it's the study of enzymes, those little those little boogers that make it all work. <laughs> no, Kelly got it. It is the study of fermentation. What? Yep. What's a SCOBY? SCOBY. SCOBY. She said Okeechobee. <laughs> She's okie-dokie. <laughs> uh, SCOBY is <laughs> Scooby's cousin. <laughs> I was also going to make a Scooby joke. Um, Can't make a Kobe joke. No, don't do that. It's the off-brand Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Scooby Snacks? Kroger Scooby Snacks? <laughs> They're Scooby Bites. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to a haunted house, a hainted house at the Scooby Bites? <laughs> <laughs> Zinks, it's a garst. <laughs> oh no, my contact fell out. <laughs> I think that's what you use to make kombucha? Uh, it is what you use to make kombucha, but more specifically, it's an acronym. It's Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast. You should have told me it was an acronym. I would have come up with something. <laughs> I just was curious what you guys would do. I didn't know you guys wouldn't know SCOBY. I thought that was a, a more known oh, thing. Sorry. Uh, so they counted the O, so it only seems fair that they count the A. So I think it should, I think it should be SCOBY. Anyway, this is a little disco bay beef. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is a little glob of goop that you use to turn delicious carbohydrates into gross stuff like kombucha and vinegar. Mm, Kombucha. What's un cono curo? Something black. I'm impressed. It is something black. A black cone. Yeah. Like a like a licorice ice cream cone. No, that's where you put all of the uh, bacteria so they can. They come from the black cone. Yeah. A mysterious artifact that we don't know. It's like the black cauldron. (laughs) You just stab it into your bread or whatever, and it just goes (laughs) and spreads out. Sourdough. Poof. Uh, It's some sort of byproduct of making miso. Hmm. It's the the nuclear waste of fermentation, and we have to put it into a mountain because we don't really know what else to do with it. (laughs) Yeah. Shoot it into space. Give it to the sun. So this is a Japanese beer made from fermented hops and coffee beans. Ooh. It's apparently initially bitter with a sweet aftertaste that gives you a warm glow feeling. The only thing is that the coffee that goes into this beer is black ivory, a coffee that goes for about $1,400 a pound or $3,000 a kilo. I'm less interested in trying this drink now. (laughs) It could be considered a competitor to Kopi Luwak because, uh, well, that coffee is made from the poop of the civet and black ivory is made from beans shat out by an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know there was such a thing. It's true. Come on and get your babar brew. (laughs) I feel like the the elephant coffee should be less expensive because, like, those guys can mass produce it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just shovel that stuff in. Well, it's hard to get behind. The elephant might kick you. <laughs> yeah. A civet's like a small cat. Yeah, you just scruff them. If I remember right, well, for one, the, you know, civets eat 
coffee beans. You kind of have to convince the elephants to eat these. And (laughs) if you feed an elephant 31 pounds of coffee beans, they give you one pound of coffee in return. So good. Yeah. They're too efficient. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like opening up the coffee bean dispensers at the grocery store. Such <laughs> <laughs> an elephant just jacked on caffeine. Oh my God. <laughs> so the name Unkunokuro is apparently a Japanese pun that basically translates to shit black beer. Oh. <laughs> so, Andy, you were close with black. What is auto brewery syndrome? Oh, this is where the bacteria in your gut mm. produces alcohol and gets you drunk. Yeah, I have heard of that. I have also heard of that. Yep. You so guys got if it. that is it, then it's it. <laughs> yep. So yeah, this is a rare medical condition where a specific species of yeast lives in your gut and breaks down carbs into alcohol. Uh, we'll talk more about this a little bit later, but it can be uh, mighty bad for a multitude of reasons. I mean, but if you could find a way to like harness it, then you could be the cheapest <laughs> day ever. It's super rare, but man, yeah. that that just seems awful. Like I just had a whole <laughs> plate of spaghetti and now I'm shit faced. Yep. <laughs> No, I got a condition. <laughs> I should have brought it to the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks, no. <laughs> okay, just one more. Another basket. <laughs> just, just one basket for the road. <laughs> so what's Dezudaru? Dezudaru. This, is, this sounds Japanese again. Sorry, car alarm's going off and we're both kind of staring at each other. <laughs> uh, Desu Daru is the Japanese name of Desilu Studios. It's, isn't it the song they sang in that one movie? I can't remember. Desu Daru. <laughs> it's, wait, it's, are you thinking of the Grinch? Desu Daru. Yeah, it's, it's the Japanese uh, Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to Christmas. <laughs> Desu Daru sounds like a name to me. Hmm. I think it's like some big name in fermenting. Hmm. Mr. Daru. <laughs> well, this is actually an Indian term, and mm. it's basically a word for moonshine. So, yeah, any putts can ferment some whatever and sell it on the side of the road. It's not legal, and it's certainly not regulated, but one thing's for sure, it'll get you shit-faced like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, moonshine. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, since people are making this stuff in gas cans using whatever they found in a dumpster, it can have high concentrations of methanol in it, which can make you go blind or kill you. Hundreds of people in India die every year drinking Dezudaru, but each following year, hundreds more die because, as we learned in our Prohibition episode, no cost is too high to get drunk. Stop drinking stuff out of gas cans. <laughs> Stop huff. We, we went over this. Stop huffing things. Stop drinking things. Anything <laughs> in a gas can. Bad. Yeah, don't put it to your mouth. But you put it in a growler, then we're talking. <laughs> and that concludes our acid pop quiz. Get a nice hipster logo on that growler. <laughs> this smells like gasoline. You're fine. Could cause oh, no, blind. it's this cool new Indian beer. Yeah. It's just Desidaru. Have you had any Desutaru, Adam? <laughs> Who said it's- that? All I see is blackness. <laughs> <laughs> so fermentation is a natural process that just happens on its own. Uh, sometimes when fruit lays around for a while or when temperature conditions are just right, fruit can turn into little alcoholic juice boxes. Ah, uh, yes. Some of the Dopplers have been eating the Maruba fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, God. <laughs> Andy's going to need a minute. Yeah. He's very pleased with himself. <laughs> Go get your gold star and then we'll carry on. It's important to be your own biggest fan. <laughs> I'm not so allowed to listen to the podcast with my wife because I laugh at myself too much. She's like, stop it. <laughs> In some parts of Canada during the fall, it gets cold enough to freeze, but then the temperature climbs back up slowly. This can cause berries in the area to ferment and makes for whole flocks of shit-faced birds. They stumble around, fall off perches, fly straight into walls, and sing badly, just like your ex-college roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Some even die of alcohol poisoning. The Bohemian Waxwings diet is almost exclusively fruit, so it's one of the worst offenders during this time of year. The only alcoholic bird. Yeah. Some towns have set up little bird drum takes with food, water, bedding, and little bird Tylenol to help the birds out. Sleep it off. Yeah. In New Zealand, there's a pigeon called the Kereru. It seems to prefer rotten fruit. So it flies around gobbling up fermented fruit, then spends the rest of the day falling out of trees and calling its ex. The hobo bird. Yeah. Despite this, or maybe because of it, the Kereru was voted bird of the year in 2018. <laughs> We we voted the bird of the year. It's uh, it's 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 like the rest of us. <laughs> Strangely, there's a few species that seem to be immune to alcohol. Hmm. Fruit bats and the slow loris frequently eat fermented fruit, and they don't seem to suffer any ill effects at all. Maybe they're just those quiet drunks. Yeah, <laughs> but fruit oh. bats are also very cute. Oh, and uh, one last thing about drunk animals. Did you guys ever see that documentary about the animals getting drunk on fruit in Africa and then stumbling around like idiots? No. I did. There's a whole documentary, eh? Yeah. I yep. Maybe I did, but then I thought I might be thinking about Overdrawn of the Memory Bank again. <laughs> I think that was actually a clip from it. <laughs> well, the fruit in that video is called the marula, and it's apparently notorious for turning alcoholic in a big way really fast. If you saw that documentary, it was made by a man named Jamie Uys in 1974, and he won a Golden Globe for his work. Well, that's good. The trouble is, him and his team took went out there only to find out that the mythical properties of the fruit were just that, kind of an urban legend. He was slipping the animal to whiskey? Yep, <laughs> so he wasn't going to fly all the way out there for nothing, so he got some food, soaked it in alcohol, spread it all over, and then filmed animals eating it and getting drunk. Thank God. <laughs> then he filmed similar animals eating the marula fruit and cut the two together. Nature documentaries. Yeah. He gave the chimps some cigarettes. David Attenborough <laughs> is spinning in his grave. <laughs> He's not dead. I was going to say. Wait. Wait. <laughs> And now he's dead. Andy, stop killing our leading lights. When we stop recording, if I find out that he's dead, I'm going to be very upset with one of you. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about auto brewery syndrome. This is exceedingly rare, but in most cases that have been studied, here's what happens. A person goes on an antibiotic that wipes out most of their gut biome. Then one of the first bacteria to recolonize is a yeast, what turns carbs into ethanol. Yeah, the party biome. Yeah. (laughs) My party biome. Find a nice empty space, spread out, invite some friends. Feels like there's a party in my stomach. Everybody's throwing up. My butt's throwing up at least. (laughs) It gets firmly entrenched, and then anything the person eats that has carbs in it 
Note, damn near everything has some sort of carb in it. They get totally shit-faced. In one study, a 61-year-old man who was suffering from mood swings and memory loss was given a carb-heavy meal. Then they measured his blood alcohol level. It hit 0.12%. Damn. Yep. In most states, 0.08% is what you would get arrested for a DUI on. God damn. A New York woman was arrested for a DUI and she scored a 0.32 on a breathalyzer uh, test. What is deadly? I'll, <laughs> How much I'll get to that. Die? She denied having had anything to drink and was proven to have auto brewery syndrome. Another man got a DUI, and he said he hadn't touched a drop. He thought he might have auto brewery syndrome, but apparently didn't pay it much heed until he passed out from a big meal and hit his head hard enough to make his brain bleed. That's just Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) While the hospital doctors gave him a bunch of pasta, his blood alcohol shot to 0.57. A blood alcohol of 0.4 can kill you. Maybe that doctor should stop testing this quite so dramatically. <laughs> feel like it's feel like you don't need to do any more testing. <laughs> this is science. <laughs> eat, eat the Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> Try the spaghetti next. <laughs> the good news is that in a few patients, a course of antibiotics or antifungal medication followed by boatloads of yogurt seems to fix the issue. So we can make it better. Thank you, both Antibiotics and Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Do you get in trouble if you get a DUI, but you haven't been drinking? Well, th- this is kind of an odd thing because there have been a couple cases where people were shown to have autobrewery syndrome, and so they were let off for having a DUI or, or other offense. But a lot of times people go to jail and they're like, no, I have autobrewery syndrome. And the judge is like, screw you. And like, doesn't <laughs> test it. So I, I was going to say also that has become a very popular defense for DUIs. So yeah. you don't understand. I just mowed down. I went to subway and said, I need bread. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bread sandwich. Now there's quite a few different types of fermentation, but by and large, they have two waste products. It's either lactic acid or carbon dioxide. This means that big vats of fermented stuff makes for bad breathing environments. In 1855, in Hobart, Australia, a man was cleaning a recently emptied brewery vat. The beer was gone, but the CO2 was still around. He passed out and died. Ah. In 1903, in Adelaide, George Castle was working the night shift when he stopped to test a large vat of stout. He came down with a case of the vapors, fell in, and drowned. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But that was a really unique batch of stats. That's true. In 1952, in Sydney, three men were going to clean out an empty vat from a catwalk above when one of the men fell in. He quickly passed out. The two remaining heroic, though maybe not bright men, jumped in to rescue him and promptly passed out themselves. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you just saw a guy pass out? You wouldn't immediately assume the air yeah, was poison. I mean, if I, I was going to say, if I were working in a brewery, I probably would. So two of those three men died. But the worst has got to be from July 2010 in Lucknow, India. Some workers in a Kansha food factory stooped to check a vat of fermenting vegetables that were destined to become ketchup when the CO2 overtook her and she fell in. Five co-workers dove in after her, in my mind one at a time, and each (laughs) passed out as well. All six workers died. They drowned in ketchup? They drowned in ketchup. Uh Oh. 
<laughs> As you do. Eat your way free, my friends. <laughs> Quick, throw me a French fry. <laughs> I, I, I would love to eat my way free, but it's gross to just eat ketchup by itself. I need dippins. <laughs> dippins. So this next story is kind of nuts. If you've never had a colonoscopy, before you go under, they have you drink like a gallon of this nasty goop that basically scrubs your intestines out and makes them a more pleasant thing to look at. <laughs> In August of 2019, in Spokane, Washington, a 64-year-old woman living in an assisted living complex was due for a colonoscopy in the morning. The evening employees noted that she drank all her goop and went home for the night. The next morning, some other employees came to pick her up, and she was in a bad way. She was wheezing, had slurred speech, and she was bleeding out of her ass. Oh, God. Mm. They started looking for a cause of the situation and found one full jug of colonoscopy goop. Uh-oh. The other one was Pop-Off. <laughs> <laughs> a little more searching turned up an empty jug of vinegar. Oh, no. Oh. So she drank about a gallon of vinegar. They oh. rushed her to the ER, but she died shortly after arrival. And that'll make you bleed? Well, yeah. An autopsy showed that the acidic vinegar had basically burned everything it touched on its way through. So there was really no help for her. A human vinaigrette. But she was clean as a whistle in there. <laughs> Gotta admire that woman for getting it all down. Yeah. Though. <laughs> She's just like, wow, this stuff is really gross. But <laughs> they weren't exaggerating. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that that goop is unpleasant, but there's no way it can be as bad as downing a gallon of vinegar. See, I, I hear it. it's almost like it's a false cherry, but like worse. <laughs> So sometimes beer stuff that's still fermenting gets into the final product. If something in the bottle is fermenting and producing CO2, the pressure just builds and builds in there. In July of 2017 in Manhattan, New York, Gonzalo Luis Morales was putting some unopened Corona bottles in ice when one of them exploded. Glass flew into his face and lodged in his eye. Oh, good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> He said he screamed all the way to the hospital, and even after several morphine injections, his eyes still hurt. Oh, God. Well, no shit, this is a scene for Brightburn! <laughs> <laughs> He's undergone several surgeries and still has a few more to go, after which, if all goes well, his eye will be back to 20 or 30% of where it started. Great, good. <laughs> Keep telling you guys, drinking is dangerous. <laughs> Apparently. Huh? A quick Google search shows that this isn't the only one. Corona bottles seem to explode at someone every few months. Why is it Corona? Uh, I The suspicion is that they have like very low quality factories. So this <laughs> accidental like hops getting into the beer is a somewhat regular occurrence. But Corona isn't the only one. Uh, the recent fad of craft beers means a lot of people are getting in on the action. They do their best, but they can't all be as safe as the large beer factories who clearly have exploding beer themselves. A few breweries have had to recall exploding cans, but no one has been seriously injured yet. That's good. I love craft beer. Yeah. I feel like you could make that like a, a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give it an, an exciting name. So April 2015 in Hardin County, Kentucky, a moonshine still apparently had a shoddy welding job around one of the valves. And due to the pressure of the high temperature fermentation, it sprung a leak. For those of you that don't know, a still works by heating up fermented sludge until the alcohol boils off. 
it is then collected in a separate tank. So if you've got a heat source and if you have a leak, you have alcohol vapor, which is quite flammable. This combo blew the still up, injuring two people standing nearby, and the subsequent fireball burned the distillery to the ground. So let's just go off here and say moonshining, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the two men who was injured died. I mean, what's the difference between making moonshine and all the people who are getting into, like, brewing beer in their house? Yeah. Moonshine is not beer. Right. It, it, it's a way different thing. Yeah. It's just a very different process. You don't have to boil beer okay. at any point. Well, you do to begin with. I've, I've oh, made well, beer, but moonshine's... Yeah. Moon, moonshine seems like a lot more like active chemistry than beer. Yeah, it definitely is. There's like an exact temperature that you have to, because basically the goal is to get it hot enough to boil alcohol, but not water. And that's how you get the alcohol out. And it's just a higher alcohol content than you'd get in like beer. That's how you make pretty much any liquor. Yeah. So next, Duke Jing of Qin was the ruler of the Jin province in 599 BCE which is in China, if you couldn't gather from my bad pronunciation. He was more than a little superstitious, and so he employed a personal shaman. One night, he had a nightmare and told his shaman all about it, and the shaman said that his dream foretold his death and that he wouldn't live long enough to eat the new grain of the coming harvest. And the guy said, I guess I'll go get shit face. <laughs> well, then... Due to a bad case of hypochondria, he started feeling awful and had more dreams about his chest area. A doctor had a look at him and said, yep, there's definitely something wrong in there. Jing panicked and ran out to the grain fields where he just started chewing down on the unripe <laughs> grains to prove the stupid shaman wrong. <laughs> but the unripe grains started to ferment in his guts. Oh, Jing no. staggered to the privy, but right as he was about to relieve himself, he passed out and fell face first into the privy pit where he drowned in shit soup. Oh. <laughs> what do you pay for alcohol made in an emperor's belly? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already paying a fortune for coffee made in an elephant. It's true. Interesting side note, there was a tradition around that time of having a few dozen human sacrifices thrown into the tomb with important people, and when Jing's tomb was discovered in 1976, he had 186 human sacrifices, the most of any tomb from the Western Zhao dynasty. Very it's full well of liked. microbreweries. Yeah. <laughs> a little jumpy, but apparently people liked him. And our final story here, October 17th, 1814. George Crick, who worked at the Mio & Co. Horseshoe Brewery in London, was walking around when he noticed something odd. This brewery used 22 feet or 6.7 meter tall wooden vats to ferment beer, and they had iron bands like a wooden barrel. They were basically just giant barrels. One of these iron bands had slipped off. Not great, but that happened a few times a year, so no cause for alarm. He told his supervisor, who basically said, no worries, just make a note of it and we'll fix it next time the vat is empty. Call the cooper? <laughs> <laughs> he went to his desk, wrote a short note about the problem, and was walking along a catwalk above the vat holding his note when the vat failed catastrophically. It quickly smashed apart the neighboring vats and roughly 1 million gallons, or 3.8 million liters of beer was on the loose. It smashed through the walls of the brewery and a 15 foot or five meter tall wave of beer <laughs> swept through the town. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It damaged several houses and demolished two. One had a four-year-old girl having a tea party with her mom and best friend. Uh Now she's having a beer party. (laughs) The other was having a wake for a two-year-old that had died the day before. That's more sad. Go back to the other one. (laughs) All of them were killed, and a barmaid who got trapped under the rubble of a smashed pub wall died as well. The pretzel dam is broken. (laughs) (laughs) The sewers weren't great in that area, so huge puddles of booze were everywhere and basements were literally (laughs) flooded with beer. Crazy. Someone someone prayed real hard to Bacchus. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, stop nipping down to the basement. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm just draining it. This was one of those times where humanity was at its worst. People ran to the streets with cups, buckets, or anything else that could hold liquids and started scooping up all the free beer. Can't be good beer. It's been all over the ground. (laughs) Some just knelt down and lapped up like a drunken deer at a whiskey stream. Have some dignity, humanity. (laughs) Oh, no, the the foot traffickers really elevated this ale. (laughs) Apparently, a ninth person died from alcohol poisoning after trying to drink a gallon of gutter beer. (laughs) Some relatives of the people who were killed decided to charge people to have a look at the marinated corpses of their friends and family. Come on, guys. (laughs) Well, you got to make the best out of a bad situation. (laughs) Fund the funeral or something, but Mm -hmm. still. One house with a basement full of hooch had the first floor collapse under all the people coming to see the amazing pickled dead guy. Then they all got to be in the booth. Don't you ever miss it. (laughs) Come see my husband. He he died. (laughs) The beer smell hung around for months after the accident. The brewery was taken to court, but they used the classic Gambit Act of God defense and got off (laughs) scot-free. Is that like one of the plagues of Egypt? Yeah. Yeah. Turn the water into beer. Mm-hmm. Beer flood. <laughs> Make everything beer. In fact, they got a huge payout from their insurance on the burst barrel, so everything worked out fine. Oh, God. Oh, act of God. <laughs> Though from then on, new breweries were built with concrete fermentation tanks instead of wood. Hmm. Well, at least they learned their lesson. Yeah. Put a bunch of Coopers out of business. <laughs> concrete never <laughs> fails. And that's the last of the stories that I had. Anybody have any fermentation stories? Hmm. I've made my own beer. Yeah, I remember yeah. you doing that. Uh, it didn't carbonate right, but it was fairly alcoholic. It wasn't yeah. bad. That's the important part. I've been to, like, my family used to motor home across the United States, and anytime there was a brewery or distillery, my dad would be like, let's stop. <laughs> so I've seen the process a dozen times over. I mean, those little breweries are everywhere. Well, we're like, what, two hours from the Budweiser Brewery? Are we? Oh, yeah, it's down in Sac- It's down in Sacktown. I didn't know that. I, I've taken our, our friends down there, so, and I was like, you have to take a tour of the brewery. I used to live near the Coors Brewery, I think, in Colorado. Tap the Rockies. That's the one. <laughs> did you ever tap the Rockies while you I were there? did not. I'm sorry. We're beer snobs around here. We do only drink a local brew. I'm sorry. I only like good beers. <laughs> <laughs> so none, then. <laughs> Oh, there's good beer. There's there's a place in town that makes a churro beer that tastes like oh churros. Gosh. I tried to get some of that churro beer the other day, and they didn't have any anymore. <laughs> Criminals. Arrest them. When I was pregnant, I really craved fermented foods. Yeah, you did. Um, particularly kimchi. Yeah. Um, I oh. ate a lot of kimchi. And now Autumn has a bit of a vinegar thing. Yeah, that oh. baby freaking loves pickles. Yeah, she, she is a pickle baby. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think I may be to blame on that one. 
I, I feel no guilt. It's good for her. <sighs> yeah. I simply cannot do fermented foods. I, I don't like pickled things. Vinegar, like, even in a vinaigrette, I'm just like, I can taste this. I yeah. don't like pickles, but I, I do like vinegar things. Kimchi's good. Miso. I love all pickled things. <laughs> yeah, I like miso okay, but to me, fermented foods is just like, hey, let's let this go bad in a jar for That's a month. exactly and then eat my it. argument. <laughs> <laughs> and it's delicious. Blech. Just give me some of that moldy cheese and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> just give me some bad cheese. All right. Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So, how much to live with auto brewery syndrome for a year? I love for carbs. Year? I love carbs. <sighs> but like Sean said, carbs are in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even eat much meat. Yeah. You eat a lot of cheese though. But again, if you could if you could harness this power, oh, like, yeah. instead of going out and buying a case of beer, if you just eat a slice of bread. Oh, that's great. <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna go to Porta Subs for lunch and then I have to take a <laughs> test. Oh no. <laughs> Panera bread was a mistake. At least you could help me navigate the carbs, Sean. <laughs> and I mean, I could go on like one of those keto diets. I think we're talking uh, at least six figures. Yeah, that's too drunk. Because that's going to cut out a lot of my diet. Oh, no, I'm just still going to eat. I'm just going to be... <laughs> <laughs> just going to kill yourself with alcohol. I have to mind a baby. <laughs> that's true. Plenty of people mind their babies drunk. Yeah, the thing is, alcohol is very dangerous for diabetics, so I, I have to charge a lot. Yeah. Would it be more dangerous than the carbs? You like? Is it going to create carbs out of thin air? Uh, well, the thing is, your body breaks alcohol down into carbs. Right, but it would be turning carbs into alcohol. Yeah, but and then, then they, turning that alcohol back into carbs. Right, and turning those carbs back into alcohol. It just doesn't seem like you'd be getting extra carbs. It's not a matter of extra carbs. It's just hard to deal with when the process takes that long. Uh, like, when do you uh, take the insulin when it's like this rolling cycle of carb, alcohol, carb? That makes sense. We have to get you that pump. It's even harder to figure out when you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Someone took my needle. Sean, that's a pen. <laughs> it's a mechanical pencil. Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to have to charge a lot because it's probably going to shave a few years off my life. Uh so I'll do five million. That's fair. Your life years are worth more than that to me. Uh, I'm cutting that down by a factor of a hundred. I'm going to do five hundred thousand. I could deal. Yeah, <laughs> you're great at being drunk. <laughs> Who isn't? Uh, but at the same time, I feel like it would also sort of lead to a healthier lifestyle. It did. Yeah. No. Eventually, you're going to get tired of just being shit faced. Yeah. I don't want to break my lifelong streak of never having been drunk. <laughs> and again, I have to tend a baby. If you have auto brewery syndrome, what happens if you drink alcohol? I don't know. I assume it just works the same. Hmm. Twice brewed beer. Does it turn into <laughs> bread in my stomach? <laughs> yep. You're going to poop a whole French loaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a baguette. Oh, I got a muffin in my guts. <laughs> got a bun in the oven, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Hold on, daddy's making waffles. <laughs> I'm going to sit right next to Sean. I'm also going to save five million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <sighs> I'm going to. I really hate booze. <laughs> but you don't have to, you don't have to drink it this way. <laughs> yeah, but it won't taste bad. <laughs> We're halfway there. Uh, I'll do 300,000. Mm. Cheap drunk. It'll be, it'll still be tough though. Well, no, yeah. Adam's counting on this being his, like, I'm going to go keto. We're going to do cauliflower yeah. cup crust. It's going to become a diet. <laughs> I 
I do love that cauliflower rice, which also has carbs in it. No! <laughs> That's just blended cauliflower. What doesn't have carbs in it? What can I eat? Meat. Just meat? meat? Eggs and, and cheese. And peanuts. <laughs> oh, God. Walnuts, really. And some, like, chemically created foods that don't <laughs> contain any actual food. Like Diet Pepsi. Can't make a sandwich uh, out of any of that. Uh, you got the rat wall, boot. Oh, sorry. thought we were doing Diet Pepsi. <laughs> It's very old nut diet Pepsi. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to our hopefully sober editor, Gerard. If you'd like more of us, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Reddit or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, don't drive and eat bread. Bye. Bye.